Hello and welcome. My name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. I've been practicing these principles for years with incredible results from resolving chronic pain to dissipating daily anxiety and reversing a digestive diagnosis. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. Hi everyone and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Last week, we launched our power series where we discussed the power of affirmations and subliminals in boosting your physical and mental health. This week, we're all about continuing with our power series and we're discussing a topic I am so passionate and excited about. We're talking about the power of high vibration foods and materials. Originally, I was going to try and squeeze in the power of high vibe music as well, but I think I might dedicate an entire episode to that individually because there's just so much information out there that I want to share with you. We'll see. Stay tuned. We're going to start today by talking about high vibe foods first. It has been proven that a diet rich in living foods such as fresh fruits and vegetables will greatly increase your energy levels, improve your mental focus and emotional well-being, keep you healthy, and protect you from disease. That is a quote from Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. I'm sure some of you out there have read that. It's life-changing. And we're talking about Hal Elrod today because he survived two life-altering events that contributed to the person he is today. In 1999, Hal was declared dead for six minutes after being in a fatal car crash on the way home from an event where he was a keynote speaker. He woke up six days later from a coma where he was told he would never walk again. He took his first steps just three weeks after that. Then, at 37, he was diagnosed with an aggressive form of leukemia and was given a 20% chance of survival. He beat those odds and he went on living his life and spreading his knowledge and teachings. His mission is to elevate the consciousness of humanity one person at a time. As I'm sure you know, you can tell, he is truly an inspiration. And if you want to read more, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you um, to his bio page. He is the author of more than just the Miracle Morning, so definitely take a look. The core of Hal's teachings on food is what we're going to focus on today. And those really revolve around the idea that we should be eating foods that are as close to living as possible. He recommends prioritizing fresh and raw produce, especially things like herbs, leafy greens, legumes, and also recommends decreasing consumption of food that we actually have to cook to eat. That includes meat, poultry, fish, processed grains, refined sugars, and more. You get the gist, I'm sure. 
He says that we even start to lose the benefits of fruit and vegetables if they are cooked, posturized, or altered in any way before consumption. There are a couple of studies I want to talk about that validate these teachings. The first is a 2011 study by Alan Tsai and two other researchers that demonstrates that frequent consumption of vegetables seems to be protective against depressive symptoms in the elderly. Another study I want to talk about is a 2012 study by Bonnie Beeshold, which shows remarkable results too. Participants were randomly assigned to one of three groups. A control group who consumed meat, fish, and poultry daily. A group consuming fish three to four times weekly, but avoiding meat and poultry entirely. And a vegetarian group who avoided meat, fish, and poultry. The results found that the vegetarian group reported significantly better moods than the other two groups. In the conclusion of that article, the researchers state that the data suggests that consuming a diet high in meat, fish, and poultry may negatively impact our mental state. I hope we're all aligned on the benefits of consuming produce after those research findings. Now, I want to talk about the energy vibration of different foods, the majority of which I learned by reading The Secret Life of Plants by Peter Tompkins and Christopher Bird. Critical to this discussion is a French scientist called André Bovis, who died during the Second World War. During his lifetime, Bovis was particularly interested in understanding and exploring foods that promote vitality and support immunity. Bovis developed a biometer or ruler to measure the radiant frequencies of various foods. In the 1930s, another researcher called Andre Simonton continued Bovis's research. He documented fruits and vegetables as the highest vibrational foods when they are fresh from the garden and rated those between 8 to 10,000 angstroms, which is really a unit of measurement he used to calculate frequency. The point really is those are very, very high in terms of vibration. He did emphasize that fresh from the garden is a critical factor and that by the time produce is on sale, you know, in towns, at the grocery store, they've usually lost one third of their potency and another third by the time they are cooked. This aligns with what we just heard from Hal Elrod, right? So Simonton goes on to document the frequency of other foods. I'm going to read these in order of highest vibration to lowest vibration. So under raw fruits and vegetables, we have ocean fish and shellfish, which are recorded anywhere from 8,500 to 9,000 angstroms, especially if caught fresh and eaten raw. And that includes crabs, oysters, clams, and other shellfish. We then have wheat and olive oil, which read at 8,500. He also goes on to say that olive oil in particular is extremely durable and doesn't lose much of its potency over time. So it really stays at that high vibration for long periods, even when stored. At 7,000 to 8,000, we have legumes such as peas, beans, 
lentils, and chickpeas, so still relatively high. Then we have butter, which reads at about 8,000. He also says butter is good for about 10 days before it starts to fall off, reaching its lowest level of vibration in about 20 days. Thought that was super interesting. Lower down between 3,000 and 6,500, we have eggs, peanut oil, wine, boiled vegetables, cane sugar, and cooked fish. And then at the very bottom, with virtually no frequency, we have cooked meat, coffee, tea, chocolate, jams, fermented cheeses, white bread, margarines, conserves, spirits, refined white sugar, and bleached flour. It becomes clear from all of this information that live foods support our digestion and promote abundant health. When you consume something that is so high in vibration, it is having a positive impact on you. There is a great quote from soulspire.com that explains this in more detail. Living foods contain life within them and they promote cellular longevity. That blog goes on to say a sprout is a perfect example of this type of food. All of the nutrients in a sprout are unharmed and are ready to provide the body with nutrients. There it is, friends. We're connecting this all back to mung beans. Sprouting mung beans, to be exact, which Hal Elrod states are one of the foods highest in energy and nutritional value. It is also known that when compared to a regular mung bean, sprouted mung beans appear to have a super high antioxidant profile and may contain as much as six times more antioxidants. That is so crazy. What? I vote mung beans for the next superfood. All right, I'm going to stop hyping sprouted mung beans now and transition to the initial reactions I had when I first learned about all of this. Firstly, I really thought to myself, you know, how can I start to grow my own food? Now, this isn't feasible for everyone, and it is so costly and time-intensive to do effectively and organically if you're just getting started. I started with herbs and leafy greens, which are those really high-frequency foods when consumed raw, especially right out of the garden. This summer, I grew dill, chives, butter lettuce, mixed red lettuce, two types of parsley, basil, thyme, and rosemary. We are still eating out of that garden even into late October, which is so crazy to me. You know, not only are fresh herbs so expensive when you buy them from the grocer, but also they're in almost every single recipe. And that's really just why I wanted to start there. Secondly, I now make the switch to organic produce when I can. If I'm going to purchase anything organic, it's going to be fruits and vegetables. I feel like that is where you're going to get your biggest bang for the buck, so to speak. Would I like to purchase everything organic? Yeah, absolutely. But that isn't feasible and is so expensive right now, especially in this time where food prices are just sky high. Lastly, I really cut back on the amount of red meat that I was eating and upped the amount of fish. I would say I eat fish now at least three times a week and 
while it's not raw, I actually really hate eating raw fish. I am trying to get there. It's a slow process. Um, but even though it's not raw, I am eating a cooked protein that isn't at zero in terms of frequency, right? As a reminder, cooked fish comes out in between 3,000 and 6,500. In terms of results, I think it's really hard for me to illustrate exactly what that looks like as I was healing other digestive issues at the same time. I wasn't just making these changes. I was and still am doing a variety of other things to boost my GI system. While I can't sit here and definitively say that my health improved solely because of these adjustments, I can say there was a significant improvement in both my physical and mental health overall, and I don't think it's a coincidence. Actually, I know it's not a coincidence because we don't believe in coincidences with the law of attraction. Everything is happening for a reason. All right, we're moving on to high vibe materials. This is where we're going to talk about linen. Let's start with what linen is actually made of. Do you know? I didn't know. But linen is made of fibers sourced from the stems of flax plants. In a study conducted in 2003, Dr. Heidi Yellen evaluated the frequencies of various fabrics. There's a great website called Life Giving Linen that I'll link in the show notes where the post author documents communication with Dr. Yellen revealing the details of the study. In that communication, the doctor revealed that frequency was determined by a technician who used a digital instrument designed by a retired Texas A&M professor called the Eng Environ Machine. I think I said that right. Who knows? We're already familiar with angstroms as a unit of energy measurement, and we're going to continue to use that here. Polyester, acrylic, spandex, lycra, viscous, and nylon measure at zero. Silk measures at 10. Rayon measures at 15. Standard bleached and colored cotton measures at 40. Organic unbleached cotton measures at 100. And then we have pure wool and pure linen, which both measure at 5,000 angstroms. Now I want to just dive into other benefits of linen. We already know it's so high vibe. What else? Linen is a natural fiber with a lower environmental impact than cotton. It is biodegradable. Linen fibers are hollow, so that means they really allow airflow over your body more than other materials. It is highly absorbent, so it gains up to 20% of its dry weight and moisture without feeling damp to the touch. Linen is also hyperallergenic and has both antibacterial and anti-lint properties. Research also shows that linen has properties that promote wound healing and is used frequently in the medical field to develop dressings and bandages. When I heard about this, my first thought was, how can I get more linen into my life? And then I went to, I need to immediately upgrade all of my bedding, sheets, and pillowcases, the whole works, to fabric that is 100% linen. Turns out that was an expensive endeavor. 
but I was able to make those upgrades over time. Why did I wanna focus on bedding? Well, the average person spends about 26 years asleep. That is 26 years in your damn bed. Targeting the bedding first seemed like the most efficient way to reap those benefits of linen more immediately. I'm just spending so long in my beds, why not? Investing in good bedding isn't something that I'd really ever done before, and I can tell you it has been well worth it. I have these, you know, vivid memories of going into Target or Bed Bath & Beyond and spending at least an hour in there matching different sheet sets to pretty comforters that I was going to, you know, set the whole tone for my new room. The comforters I used to get were like one whole entity. You couldn't take the cover off the comforter. That's really what I'm trying to say. You can't separate it. And the entire thing goes in the wash. Yikes. I can't believe I used to do that. In Australia, we call comforters dunas, which I know is going to throw a lot of people off, so I didn't use it. But anyway, back on track here. Now, my sleep situation is truly five out of five stars. I sleep through the night, which is something new. I hadn't really noticed that before, but I used to wake up often throughout the night, and now I'm just asleep the entire time. My sheets are soft, cool, easy to clean, and I know the material is aligning with my priorities of full and abundant health. What I did find out from doing extensive research on linen bedding is that a lot of companies promote their bedding as linen, but that really just means the majority of the fabric is linen or it's a linen blend. We don't want that, friends. We want 100% pure linen. My next step personally is to start to upgrade my wardrobe slowly to feature more linen. Yes, I know linen is an absolute pain in the ass to keep ironed and straightened out, but for me, the benefits are worth it. Okay, let's get into steps you can take to start to harness the power of high vibe foods and materials. First, let's think about how you can start to increase your intake of produce throughout the week. I think a good place to start is making a switch to organic fruits and veggies when you can and if the budget permits. I know this won't be possible for everyone, but if it is, that is a really good way to uplevel what you're already consuming and ensure it's free from all those pesticides and nasties that we just don't want to be eating. Another step might be to lean toward consuming produce in the raw when you can, just instead of cooking them. That might mean when you do eat veggies, maybe you parboil them, or maybe you throw them into a salad raw. You could also throw in a couple of smoothies during the week with berries or greens or whatever produce you like the most. I know we talked a lot about Hal Elrod today, and while he does emphasize the importance of eating lots of fruits and vegetables throughout the week, Hal himself doesn't eat that way all the time. He does eat grass-fed meat a couple times a week and is known to drink the occasional soda. This isn't about doing a 180 and committing entirely to a vegan diet. This is really about leaning into improvement and thinking about ways you can start to feature these fresh and raw foods more prominently and more frequently in your life. I personally am never going to be one to tell someone to cut out something entirely. 
I don't believe in cutting out entire food groups. I don't like that approach at all. I do think that making small changes to the produce you are consuming today and the way you prepare that can make a huge difference. All right, next, is there anything you can start to grow yourself? Look, I lived in an apartment for the better part of 10 years of my life. I get it. We don't all have a backyard. But what you can do is just order some seeds on Amazon or wherever you want to get them, your local grocer or nursery, and start to grow one or two herbs in a pot on your windowsill. Maybe you even go to the nursery and just get a basil plant or a parsley plant that is already growing and you just need to water it and tend to it and let it thrive in the sun. What can you start to grow with your own hands? Growing all of those herbs and greens this summer really just changed my perspective on the whole food industry, specifically when it comes to food waste. I think it's kind of double fold. It really teaches us about the time, effort, and energy that goes into growing our food. And when we grow it ourselves, we just get to instantly reap the benefits that come with consuming that super fresh and raw food right out of the garden or, you know, off your windowsill. This might be a stretch for some of you, but push yourself a little bit. Have some faith. I know you can keep one plant alive on your window. If you're really into this idea and you're diving head first, you can do some research into in-home hydroponic gardens. They are so amazing. You have those ones that sit on your kitchen bench and at the more extreme end, you have those ones that are just a giant tower with flowers and plants and whatever else you'd want to grow in there, just in layers all the way up and down. I really want one and unfortunately just don't have the room indoors for that apparatus right now. That setup is such a low level of effort for you. It basically grows and waters itself. I believe, I think the actual growth rate is just accelerated because those plants are growing under the perfect conditions. They have, you know, the, the growth lights and you don't need to think about watering them frequently. It's all kind of done itself. Okay, we're moving on to the last step. Now that you know about the energy of different materials and you've learned more, I think it's a good idea to start to get familiar with what you're putting onto your body. Go look at the tag on your sheets. What material are you covering your body with when you're sleeping? What material are your pajamas? What material are you covering your body in every single day? Think about your favorite pair of pants or your favorite shirt. Start to gather this information so you can decide what you might want to upgrade first. And I say might here because this exercise I really want to be mostly about awareness. Once you are aware, that's when you can start to prioritize what is most important for you to update now versus, you know, what's most important for you to update in the future or just help you curate and inform those upcoming purchases. Please note, this is an exercise that most of us aren't gonna be able to tackle all at once because it really is so expensive to purchase pure linen of any kind. If you are thinking about tackling bedding like I did, maybe you just start with a couple of pillowcases and then you know the rest of it from there. 
I purchased mine from Quince, who stuck 100% European linen products. And I think those pillowcases started at $40 for two. They stock linen bedding and clothing, which is really great if you're looking for a more comprehensive investment. But what I really want you to focus on and think about is how you want to use this information. Maybe this means you go for those linen pants over those jeans in the Christmas sales. Maybe this means you start to wear your pure cotton shirts over those polyester ones. I also want to remind you that pure wool is just as high frequency as linen. I didn't talk about it as much this episode because it is less versatile in our day-to-day lives unless you're living in the mountains or in the Arctic or somewhere super cold for most of the year. And while I know most of us aren't going to be coveting wool bedding, keep wool top of mind for those fall and winter sweaters. All right, you have lots of fun things for you to think about this week. Some of you might do a little bit of shopping, and some of you just might make a few swaps at the grocery store. Prioritize whatever feels right for you and aligns with your values. Okay, next week we have our third episode in the Power Series. We're going to be talking about the power of high-vibe activities. We're going to talk about the benefits of spending time in nature, the therapeutic benefits of gardening, and lots of other cool things. So make sure you tune in next week for that. Every week, I release a few teasers for the upcoming episode on social. If you want to jump over and give me a follow on Instagram at heal yourself with L-O-A. That's heal yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in law of attraction. All right. Thank you for listening today. If you are listening on Apple, a five-star rating goes a long way. If you have a few more moments, a thoughtful review would also be great if you'd like to share with others how this content has made an impact on you and your mindset. Spotify doesn't have a review option, but does have star ratings, so please leave a rating if you could. It really helps me so much. That's all for now. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.